0: welcome back to the second segment of episode 89 of sold with updike pew today we're going to talk about the 10 things that have changed in real estate since COVID 19 has occurred are there just 10 jeff no there's probably a hundred <laughs> oh but gosh. i thought people might be bored with that so uh, <laughs> lasting behavioral changes that's right god that's right. there's a lot going on there is you know one of the one of the first ones really is how the whole showing process works yep it is it is uh so it is different in the fact that one, we have some very strict guidelines that mm-hmm. we are, as a company, that have been uh, uh, put down, passed down, that we have to do, and it's gloves and masks and you know making sure that there's limited contact in the house. And um, but it's the thing I like about it is we're doing it very safely. Yep. I mean I feel very good about that that process. We uh, you know
1: we usually just have like one group in, one group mm-hmm. out. And the other thing too i think that listing agents are paying attention to this and are doing their due diligence to get there ahead and they're having all the lights on Mm -hmm. and they're having closets open and sometimes even if there's an entry into the garage they're having that open as well so that there's a lot less contact plus we're leaving out those alcohol or the Clorox wipes. now, yeah. And so you can take one of those with you. You can wipe down as you go. There's just a lot more consideration and cons- and being considerate that we're seeing in these, um, when we tour homes.
0: Yeah. It, and you know, I think one of the other things too is that there's, uh, the, there, the looky loos aren't in the market nope. right now. No think, kicking tires. Yeah. No kicking tires right now. It's mm-hmm. a, their series. Um, And moving on to point number two, the, you know, the virtual tours, I think, have become even more important
1: now, um, and the quality of those and the use of those. I think 100%. And we see, I believe, going through and looking at at the analytics on a lot of the videos that we post for listings and whatnot, we see that there seems to have been an increase in the number of people watching. Mm -hmm. And we think that this is people doing their due diligence ahead of time to really weed out houses, to make is it one that we want to go see or is it so when you load those videos up they really do help buyers and they really do kind of streamline the process and I think that's what everybody wants they want to be safe and minimize their exposure and their time
0: yeah we were talking uh, to our clients last night about uh, the the uh, photography that we do and and it used to be that the you know the, the, the photography itself was all we really had to do and but the photography wasn't always True to life. I yep. mean, you know, a photographer can make a room look really large or make it look really small. Put that special lens and, on. Yep. And so, you know, that using the virtual tours, using the matter ports,
1: using mm-hmm. all of those other things has really become more important and the other thing too another point that we're going to make is that the supplemental income that can be uploaded into mls has become all critical whether mm-hmm. it's there on the property as like a package for that to yeah. take with them yeah or if it's mls just for the agent to be able to download and then send over to buyers is really important yeah and that supplemental do- income can be documentation, s- documentation mm-hmm. can be the survey it can be a seller's disclosure um, repair receipts yeah absolutely
0: that's that's it's kind of it's being used now to kind of build the pedigree for a house and make a buyer feel more comfortable about it. Right. Um, you know, the, one of the other things that's changed is uh, uh, kind of a, a consumer desire, and it is the, you know, people are already planning that what if this happens again? Mm-hmm. And so, like the people we were talking to yesterday yeah. are, you know, considering they both might be working from home for mm-hmm. the near future or for the long future.
1: And how the dining room can no longer be the office or the second office. (laughs) Exactly. They're making considerations that are, this is the other thing too, is that so what I thought was phasing out was a media room. Will the media room return? So we'll see. That could be. Yeah. If you can't go to the movies and they're streaming things so fast mm -hmm. now. So
0: Uh, yes, very
1: true. Back Um, to track. Yeah. The other thing that uh, I've seen change very dramatically is how we do open houses. That is huge. That, all, that literally was one of the first things that just stopped mm-hmm. and it was not happening period the end. And then we've kind of created this protocol of how we're going to do it. How mm-hmm. many are going to come in? What do you have to have just to be allowed to come in? Right. So times, I think the biggest thing about them is that the, uh, the length of an open house has really changed. I mm-hmm. think two hours is absolute the max. Now mm-hmm. I don't. I think that one hour might actually be the norm now.
0: Yeah. And you know, the one we're doing this Sunday where we have it kind of set up where, um, you know, one of us is going to be at the front door and the yep. other one's going to be be kind of guiding people through the house, but we're going to you know let people come in through the front door. They're going to get a chance to see the, the house and then they're going to be able to go out the back door and get onto the, get out in the backyard to be around. But then they're going to be exiting through the side gate. Right. Um, so we can go ahead and bring other people into the house and not have people kind of backtracking and going through it.
1: Cause it's a good size house, but the deal is, is I can see easily how people could get congested. So like we said, once you're in the backyard, if you want to come back in, go back lie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so, now days
1: on market.
0: Yeah, totally. That totally different. What, thing you, now. you said it, you said it best the other day. And it was, um, you're talking about how de- how days on market has become less important of a piece of
1: criteria. It has just because if, People can't always get there to see the house as fast as they can. Maybe financing is a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but there's still, that doesn't change the way that we have to change the price. Like two years ago, it was completely different. Mm -hmm. If something was on the market for 30 days, you're like, there's a problem with that house. And now, not at all. We don't really take that into consideration the same way.
0: And and when they go under contract, um, the inspection process has changed.
1: Yeah. And I thought this was really, really interesting. So inspectors now have to make themselves even more available by video, Mm -hmm. by messenger video, whatever app that is that they're using, because a lot of them don't actually want to have exposure to the clients and be in the same house. And so what we see is that they're zooming them in, skyping them in Mm -hmm. on site and then walking them through and showing them everything. Now, this also means that then we get to go over it with them, and then there could be follow-up. And so there's mm-hmm. just a little more um, consideration and discussion that happens post-inspection mm-hmm. than we did before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, um, and you just touched on the di- change in financing and how yeah. that, uh, that has really become different. And, you know, two things are... Uh, One is the the forbearance, uh, the consumer forbearance process now. So if you have a government-backed loan, whether it's Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, USDA, um, the first stimulus bill that was uh, passed allows homeowners to be able just to call their lender and say, I've been affected by COVID, therefore I want a forbearance, and that you don't have to make any payments for at least six months. Now, at the end of the six-month period, you might have to make all six of those payments at one time, but... Um, so a lot of lenders now, even at closing, you're having to sign a statement saying, "I have no intention of asking for forbearance on this loan."
1: Well, the other thing too is that the lenders are calling um, your lender days before closing, asking for HR and are verifying that you're still employed. Yeah, totally. So it's
0: that is a lot different. Yeah, and the closing process is is really changed a lot. I mean, we were in this kind of the phase one reopening, uh, the many of the title companies were doing curbside closings or trying to do as much electronic document uh, uh, signing as they could. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's lightened up a little bit. I mean, you went through last Friday, you went through a face to face closing sitting in conference
1: room. Everybody had masks. Everybody had masks, but we had already signed a bulk of the documents. And so what we were signing there was a lot of stuff that was needed for the lender and then just what needed to be notarized for the county. Mm -hmm. But two properties were closed, and I want to say we did it in 20 minutes. Yeah. And I mean, it's totally different now. Yeah.
0: And we don't, I mean, we're our company says
1: we can't even go to closings anymore. Yep. I mean, not anymore, but for, at least for right now. Yeah, because um, just like the medical profession, there's only so many escrow agents that we have that mm-hmm. can actually close the documents. And if they get sick, then it just makes it a situation where we're in trouble and we yeah. can't get those
0: closed well. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's been fortunate, and I think one of the things that I've heard um, our CEO talk about is, our company and and the people in our company have been taking this so seriously. We have not had one single person in our company who is, uh, identified as being, uh, being sick with COVID. And, uh, that I think says a lot, huge amount. Yeah. And none of our employees. I'm sorry. That was the other part was none of our employees either. So, um, one of the last things that we think has changed is, um, are, have you kind of stopped receiving those postcards in the mail and stopped getting the emails from all the I buyers? Yeah. Yeah, it's really changed. So we talked about iBuyers in a, a previous episode. If you want to go back and, and look at that, it's a, I thought it was a really interesting uh, kind of nuance to what's happening in the real estate market, but all of that has basically vanished at this point. And our company did a really cool video on it and we wanted to share that with you today.
2: At a time when people needed shelter more than ever, we witnessed every major iBuyer close their doors to our community. Within days of COVID-19's arrival in North Texas, these real estate investment firms that make cash offers on homes viewed your property as a financial risk they were unwilling to take. As opposed to iBuyers, we and other long-standing brokerages who've served you through times of great stress saw the real risk of this approach, abandoning you in the middle of a crisis. We may be competitors with these brokerages in real estate, but we thank them for standing with us in our continued service to you, our neighbors across this great region. As the state of Texas continues its phased reopening, and as iBuyers undoubtedly return to our market, we ask that when the need arises, you consider us to represent your real estate needs. In good times and in bad times, we are here for you, as we have been for the past 75 years.
1: And thank you for joining us today. And remember, we want to be your realtors for life.